This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are looking at why it can be so difficult to move on from past hurt, injustice, and unfairness, which will build a sense of anger, resentment, frustration, and sadness, and that will block our forward movement in life. Well, you'll discover how to move on in a much more healthy way. Okay, David, so why is it so difficult to let go of past hurt, injustice and unfairness? Okay, Alex, so I think this um, teaching is going to be about the inner child work and we'll be able to really go over the golden thread process that I would do with my clients. So for those of you who are new to our channel, what I mean by the inner child is a part of your mind You may already recognize it, but call it your ego, or you may call it your subconscious mind. But this part of your mind is very important. And this part of the mind was kind of formed and frozen as a child. In my experience, around the age of six years old to nine years old is very important. And that is when something happened. And it could be one thing. For many clients, it's one thing. But for a lot of clients, it's more of a an environmental thing. It's a series of things that when you were a child, you couldn't understand and you couldn't deal with. And what you did, you almost created a mindset, a way of thinking that I call the vow, V-O-W. And it's a very powerful technique that you use to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe. And the vow will always sound something like this. There's something wrong with me. There's something missing in me. Your wording might be slightly different, but it will have that same effect. And then from that vow, there's something wrong with me. Then you start to build up a kind of a spider's web, a network of other thoughts to keep that vow in place. The normal one are the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. And I'm unlovable or undeserving or unworthy. And so if you've ever said that to yourself in your self-talk, then this teaching is for you. And so that part of our mind is almost like, I like what the Taoists say, it's like a kernel in the middle of a nut It's frozen solid and it's very hard to shift. And this is why it's hard to let go of those hurt, the injustices, the unfairness, the the stuff that that inner child is holding onto. So I am trying to make the connection here by the uh, from the experiences we have in our childhood, which can create unhelpful beliefs. I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I can't cope, I'm not worthy. How does that then, if that's like the foundation of our 
thinking or our beliefs that were formed in childhood, how does that affect this not uh, mm. wanting to let go of bad things that happened to us in adulthood? How, what, what's, the, what's the connection there, David? And this is why I love the analogy of the inner child when we're talking about this part of the mind. So the inner child will always want to hold on to the familiar, what it used to, because it will be saying something like, better the devil you know. So it wants to stay with what it knows, the known. It doesn't want to let go and move into the unknown, the unfamiliar. And so it will hold on to these past injustices and unfairness as kind of evidence that why it needs to keep itself protected, emotionally protected and emotionally locked away. So it almost built its own prison. Is this you? Built your own emotional prison that you've built and you lock the door and keep yourself in as a way of keeping everybody else away from you. So it's so when we are an adult and we experience uh, difficulty, challenge, we perceive someone has wronged us or hurt us, that inner child part of our mind uses that as evidence to build more layers of protection because what you're saying is ultimately deep, deep down, we believe we're not good enough, we're, we're not lovable, we, we can't cope, so we have to protect ourselves. Yes, Alex, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's this mindset that the inner child has got that it needs to keep everybody away because it will tell you that it's vulnerable, it can be overwhelmed, it's weak, when in actual fact, as you can see, it's very strong, it's very determined. I would say that the inner child is very stubborn because it doesn't want to take the risk of stepping into the unknown. Even though it knows what it's doing is doesn't work, it knows that. But really what it wants is for the outside world externally to change. So it doesn't have to change and everything falls in line with what it believes. So the overwhelming desire is this for protection, safety, not letting go, staying with the familiar. And this is the dilemma it has because it also knows that the, 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 the familiar is not working. So it has this big dilemma. It's almost like an internal struggle. It can't let go of the familiar, even though it's, no, it's not working. And to try and encourage it to step into the unknown, it will be saying, well, that could be worse. I might as well stay where I am. David, in this situation, what is the unknown? It's like for a lot of people, the, the, this is stuff that's happened in the past. So injustices, unfairnesses. Uh, being wronged, etc., etc. This has happened in the past. This is these are past events which we are holding on to. So they are, I guess, familiar in that they have happened to us in our history. But what's the unknown, as you describe it? It's great. It's a great question, Alex, because the unknown is life. The unknown is reality. The unknown is stepping off. I like what the Taoist masters say, walking fresh snow. 
The unknown is doing something new. That's exciting. That's challenging. That's not getting out of your comfort zone. Now the inner child will hear this and it will go, you are joking. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay with what I know because I've had a really bad experience. You don't understand, David, how bad this experience was. And I do not want to risk that happening again. So the way I why I take away all the risk of it not happening again is to keep myself locked up in my emotional prison. And the way I ensure that I keep myself locked up is by constantly reminding myself about what happened and the story of what happened and how kind of I was the victim, how it was very bad and and that and and that's what our inner child, I guess that inner child part of our mind, our ego uses as a like, let's not go there again mm -hmm. because it was really bad. I don't want to let go of this because it's important to hold on to the memory because if I let go and be open to life fully, then this could happen again. So that's the kind of thinking that's going on. It's exactly the type of thinking you explain that really well. You also, you also use a very important word there, Alex, victim. So the inner child will see themselves as a victim, as a victim of life. The life is against them. The universe is against them. I have clients telling me that the universe is against me. Everyone's against me. I have to fight everybody. I have to keep myself small. I have to keep myself that nobody notices me. I can't speak up. I can't say my mind. Is this you? Am I talking about you? I have to hide away. I have to avoid. All of this is the inner child. The problem arises as this behavior, this way of thinking, then becomes familiar. And in a strange way, and I'm going to use a harsh word here, it becomes comfortable. And many clients say, well, this is not comfortable. But the way of thinking is familiar and comfortable. And the alternative is to step out of the prison. And then you'll hear the inner child says, yes, but, 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 but this could happen. That could happen. This could happen. And as you said, I couldn't deal with it when I was six, seven, eight, nine. So I won't be able to deal with it now. And that's its logic. I'm weak. I'm vulnerable, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, it's too much, I'm not good enough. And those are what I call the self-fulfilling prophecy. I think you call it confirmation biased. So all of the time it's running this narrative in your mind telling you, oh, it's too risky. Oh, I didn't like the way, oh, you can't put yourself forward. Oh, they'll only criticize you. Oh, if you do this, you'll only fail. Here's a typical one of a client I was just working with yesterday. I can't take this new job, even though they've offered it to me, even though it's an increase in salary. Why can't you take it? Well, I may fail. So let me keep with the job I've got. So in that example, would you say that client is holding, is not letting <laughs> go of... Uh, something that's happened to them in the past where they believe there was a problem that they were wronged. I mean, is there still a connection back yeah. to this not letting go of bad experiences in the past, which are now they keep because they're keeping hold of that, that's very much in their present and affecting their decision about their new job? 
Yes, in that particular incident, we'd already done the inner child work in the previous session, <clears throat> and we'd understood that her father was very critical. In our model, we call it CCJ, being critical, comparing, or being judgmental. Her father was CCJ, always comparing her, always criticizing and being extremely judgmental. We understood on our last session that the father thought that this was the best way to incentivize her, to encourage her to do even better. But what it actually did is to make her almost that she doesn't want to hear any criticism. She doesn't want to put herself into a position where she could fail and people would negatively judge her. So what her inner child is doing is keeping her safe in like a, a cocoon where she's pretty sure she could do the job that she's doing with her eyes closed. This is her language. I could do this job. It's so boring and it's not paid well, but I know I'm not going to be criticized. I know I'm not going to be compared because I do it really well. I do it better than anybody else. That's why they're offering me the promotion. And I know if I stick to this job, the comfort zone, then people aren't going to negatively judge me. And that's really what we're talking about. The inner child doesn't want to let go of that thought because he doesn't want to take that risk. I mean, in this example, David, you're talking about I guess, poor parenting techniques for your client, by your client's father, which has meant that she is holding on to and will not let go of a, uh, what she believes is a survival strategy, a protection strategy, but that is actually stagnating her life. But for a lot of people, when they're stuck in the, I can't move on from the hurt, the injustice, the unfairness, they've experienced real trauma in their past and everything you've kind of talked about up until this point is really pointed well, to play devil's advocate pointed the finger back onto us and said the reason you're struggling here is because of you is because of how you're dealing with this is because you're in extreme examples kind of got a victim mindset but I, I'm imagining a lot of people will be listening to this and say, hold on a minute, David, this is not all about me. What about what they did? That was fundamentally wrong. What about what happened to me in the past? That was fundamentally unfair. How can you make this all about me? Well, such a wonderful question, Alex. Well said, well put forward. That's exactly what the client said. Here's a problem. We cannot change what happened to you in the past. Shall I repeat that? We haven't got a time machine. We can't go back and make it right. You were the victim of that situation. I agree with you. But that doesn't make you a victim. And here's the subtle but powerful difference. You were a victim of that situation. But you as a spiritual being is not a victim. And now you have this victim mentality where you're making yourself the victim. So you're making yourself the victim. Because for a lot of my clients, these happened 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And yet you are still making yourself the victim of that situation. And what you said there, Alex, 
hit the nail right on the head. And that's what you've got to change that mindset because there's only you can change your mindset. And if you want to continue to believe that because you were a victim when you were a child, that makes you a victim for the rest of your life, here's the problem. That's the problem right up front. And I guess the same principle applies to if bad things, unwelcome things, injustices have happened to us in adulthood, we we ought not to let that define us or completely regear our mindset into thinking that we need to protect ourselves, into thinking that we're a victim, into thinking that we need to, it's our life's mission to right the wrong, because then that, what happened to us becomes the focus of everything, rather than living in flow, in freedom, in forward projection, in in a sense of empowerment, everything becomes a singularly focused on what happened, and the idea of future proofing, and the idea of protection, and the idea of somehow I guess, manipulating other people into a state of like saying they're sorry or getting some sort of comeuppance. We start to, it's like our energy becomes very manipulated if we're not very careful with how we deal with these difficult life experiences. Exactly right. And that's why I do this work. I want to say to you, your childhood does not define you unless you define yourself by your childhood. Your childhood does not define you. You are the one that's defining you. And as Alex just explained, if you say, I was a victim and I agree with you, whatever abuse you suffered, you were a victim of that abuse. The difference and the powerful difference, that doesn't make you a victim. And this is what makes the Wu Wei wisdom model different. Because the heart of who you are is a spiritual being, divine, authentic, unique. And you cannot be a victim and think you're a spiritual victim. That's the problem. Because when you believe that I am a victim, I was a victim then, that makes me a victim for the rest of my life. Now you're denying your spirituality that I call Shen. And Shen to me is the key that unlocks this door. And you have this choice. Whether you see and perceive yourself and define yourself as the victim or as a spiritual being. Because I do not see any of my clients as victim. I see them as victorious. Because I believe that any one of you out there listening that have come through a dysfunctional, abusive childhood My goodness, you should be so proud of yourself. You should stand tall. You are amazing. Why would you then continue to think you're a victim? Why don't you celebrate yourself? Why don't you stand to your fullest height? Why don't you live your spiritual life? And then you move away from this mindset, from this holding on, from not letting go, from having to hold on to this to keep on proving you're some, something wrong with you. And for many of my clients, I hope this is not you. 
They treat themselves much worse than anybody has ever treated them. They self-sabotage themselves. They beat themselves up. They hold themselves back. They don't live to their full potential. And that's why I do these teachings. You've got to stop this. It's time to change. It's time to be authentic. It's time to value yourself. It's time to see your worth. It's time to live your life. And David, how you mentioned that the golden thread process technique can be used as part of this work. How would you use your golden thread process therapy technique that you I know you do with all your clients in your one-to-one sessions to help them with this letting go, moving on subject? I have a saying, Alex, you can't change what you don't understand and accept. So if you have all this inner child deep in your subconscious mind, victim mode mentality going on. It's very hard to change. And you can't do anything because this is the part of your mind that's driving you. So the golden thread is like a self-inquiry. It's like reverse engineering. You start at the red light feeling. And then if you believe that you create your emotions which is the fundamental of Wu-Wei wisdom teaching. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. If you start from that level, I'm now creating a red light feeling. Whatever you want to do it, fear, anxiety, whatever word you want to call it. But you have to watch those words because that makes you a victim again. That's why I would prefer you to say, I am now creating a red light feeling. The next question is, why? Why have I chosen to create that red light feeling? And when you get on that self-inquiry, it's like you're following a golden thread. It's like our life is a tapestry. You know those tapestries that hang on the wall with all the threads? Now we're finding this golden thread and we're following it back to the root, to the cause, to the beginning. And I think you'll find the majority of the time that the golden thread leads back to this period of six to nine years old to the inner child who has believed that there's something wrong with them, there's something missing with them, and they are a victim. And that's what we have to educate the inner child. You may well have been a victim of that circumstance, of that environment, of that poor parenting But that doesn't make you a victim. And there's the distinction. And it doesn't sound, it sounds very similar, but my goodness, it's a complete flip in your mindset. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you, David. And I will put a link in the show notes to our inner child teaching playlist, which will help you do the inner child work on this subject and also our golden thread process teaching playlist which has many more long-form teachings on there to help you understand how to do this reverse engineering of self-inquiry that takes you down from those surface level emotions such as the anger frustration sadness that we talked about right at the top line of this teaching to to the misunderstandings to those core beliefs to the mindset of thinking that you need to protect yourself, that you're a victim, that the the world's against you. So you can really do this work in a positive way. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.